My next guest is on the phone is uh, Cameron Kirkland, also known as Cam Kirk. He has been impacting music through his creativity, being behind the scenes and behind the camera. While in Atlanta, his passion for photography and videography has allowed him to produce work for Young Jeezy, T.I., Bun B, Tank, Schoolboy Q, Monica, 2 Chains, Future, Gucci Mane, Young Thug, and many, many more. His work has been recognized and published in Spin Magazine, Vice Magazine, Complex Magazine, The Source, Pitchfork, and many, many more. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, Cam Kirk. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. All right, my friend. Uh, did I leave anything out there, Cam? Because, you know, you got a lot to offer, my brother. You got a lot to offer. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, definitely. That that definitely covers a lot of my photography career. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? Got to update the bio to cover a little more of the entrepreneurial work I've been doing on the business side. But you know, that was definitely a great intro, man. I appreciate that. Well, let's get into the entrepreneurship. This is Money Making Conversations. It's about entrepreneurship. Let's get into that. We're going to... I got a range of questions here, and uh, they sent in questions. I then I try to do my research about it, but but a couple of questions I wanted to uh, start out with. When you said this, to definitely discovered, this definitely handled your photography side, your videography side. You got a lot of more entrepreneurial things. How do you make money, Cam Kirk? How do you make money? Wow, that's a very complex question, but I'll try to give it to you as simple as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I make money a number of different ways. I make money, obviously, off the service that I provide to right. mm-hmm. and artists, which is uh, directly my photography service. Sometimes can lead into creative direction. Sometimes can lead into videography. Right. Um, I also make money off the brand that is Cam Kirk, and I do that through a number of different ways. Everything from merchandise. I sell merch that... Um, People that follow me, people that are, you know, following my movement can actually use purchase and support and wear. Right. I also um, get paid for endorsements or appearances. Um, right now I have an endorsement deal with uh, Panar Ricard, the liquor brand that houses Jameson, Avion, and Martel Cognac. Mm-hmm. Um, I get paid to appear at events. Um, I've done that a number of times where a brand will pay for my presence um, at an event to kind of recap on my social media what the experience was like. I get paid to post on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, I've gotten paid to uh, <laughs> curate events um, and actually put together guest lists and right, put together right. really cool type of lifestyle events hey, Cam, for Atlanta. Hey, Cam, now, you know, I, I feel like I'm talking to a celebrity, man. You know, I, I, I see all this, 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 this behind the scenes now. When did you run in front of the scene? Okay, did social media do that for you? Or or when did you, you're a good-looking guy, you're tall, so you have a natural presence about you. But to hear, I am almost, almost feel like I'm talking to a music DJ or something like that. The way you're, And that's, that's the approach. That's actually um, was my strategy as a, as a photographer, was to actually brand myself as a musician or as a music artist. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, my, my philosophy is it's all art. We're all artists. Right. So why is it that, you know, one art form should get more recognition or be frontline more than the other? Right. So it was about 2015 when I realized I wanted to take my life and my career and my own destiny. Right. Working for musicians, you always come second to the musician. The musician runs the industry. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's not until you can establish your own voice and your own following that you can even compete 
in that lane. So around 2015, I realized I didn't want anybody, you know, being able to control how much money I made or what I did today or what I did tomorrow. I wanted to be in control of my own destiny. So I, I took a little bit of the formula I learned from working with music artists and applied it to myself as a musician. And social media was definitely a driving force for that because it, it gave it gives all of us that opportunity to do the same, no matter what career path or career choice you're in. You can actually get credit for the work you do, and you can actually build a following based off your vision. Whether you're a nurse, a doctor, a lawyer, or, or a rapper, you know you can you can uh, put out there into the world your accomplishments, your wins, your work, and people can grow a following to it if they like and if they're inspired by what you're doing. And that's what I've been doing over the last, you know, really throughout my career, but more specifically and more like strategy-wise over the last four or five years of my career. Very smart. Very smart. And because I always tell people, if you have social media, you are, you're, you're a small business. You're an entrepreneur mm-hmm. because you now yep. you can promote your brand. And I tell everybody, basically we live it in the Muhammad Ali era when you tell everybody you are the greatest. And that's what social yep. media is all about. Yep. And getting people to believe it. Now, and back in- <laughs> because it's really cool when I, when I talk about, when I listened to when I was reading about you and, uh, looking at your style, you know, you got that swag about you, it's the coolness about you. You know, these are compliments you know, that I'm that I'm laying down on you. Then when I hear you talk about I, I sell, I got I got items you can buy about me, T shirts and all that. You know, you don't hear photographers or cameramen or, or videographers talk about I got swag you can buy or merchandise yeah. you can purchase or follow me because of the fact this it feels the, so so I'm assuming then, Cam Kirk, you have a personality then, my friend. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's it's about being confident in myself uh-huh. and confident in the work that I do. Uh-huh. And uh, you know, I I do lead. I tend to lead forward the work first, right? And I think that that was established. You know, a following behind my brand and behind my name, right? Um, so the work the work always speaks before I speak. But you know, I'm definitely able to articulate myself and present my ideas in an effective way where, you know, people people tend to like what I have to say and like what I have going on. So it all works out. Right. Now you're my first official photographer I've had I've interviewed on the show. And uh oh. going all the way back to my life in my high school days, you know, young college days in the, you know, I had the, I, I had my little thirty five millimeter. I had my okay. Kodak Triax film, you know, four hundred okay. out there, you know, black and white, grainy. Going in that dark room, getting up my developer rolling, feeling like a, a a secret agent, putting in that stop bath, then putting in that fixer. Are you all digital or do you use film at all? I, I experiment with film every now and then. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely built um, my style off digital. Right, right. But sometimes it's very fun to go back and, and play around with some film styles. It, it's something about film that really creates an emotional connection to the work that you create because of the process. And um, it's just not so instant. It's not so instant. Sometimes that instant gratification can make you less grateful for the work and less grateful for the art form. So every now and then I definitely pull out, you know, my film camera and and I shoot a couple of my artists with that just to give us a different texture and a new style. It does give a different texture. And And it's something about the fact that, you know, because when you're dealing with film, you have to handle it differently. Okay, mm-hmm. and so you know, you know, like digital, the you know, digital, it, 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 because you can just, you can just, you're done. You know, you can just keep 
click. You could just hold your finger down. But you know, on film, you got a limited number of shots you can get off that roll of film. So the yep. shots have to mean something, and you really have to have the right creative eye. And so when I talk yep. about my days, and I, and I talk about because you you know you you you're a modern guy. You 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 have developed a style of uh, that's very popular, and you're not you're not stopping. You know, what I'm saying is not stopping you from being successful. But I love the fact that you say it's a different emotional attachment when you're doing film because it really is. Yeah, definitely, definitely is. It's something that you know I take I take pride in you know just my work as a whole. And and I started experimenting with film probably about maybe two three years ago. Thank you. Uh, just to try to switch up my vibe a little bit and right. try to try to you know see what that life is like. You know, I grew up in a in a photography household. My dad's a photographer. So awesome. I remember helping him load film back in the day. <laughs> so definitely something that I, you know, I could definitely relate to. Awesome. Awesome. I really yeah. appreciate that, man. Uh, you know, we're going to go to the next break here, but I want to talk about your, your, your HBCU grad, Ballhouse. I want to talk about that. And then we want to talk about the entrepreneurship side that you spoke about earlier when I asked you about uh, different ways to make money. We'll be right back with my man, Cam Kirk. You know, uh, he's old school, new school. You know, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to get him to do an entire show, gallery, uh, a presentation where he just uses uh, film, because we're gonna make it right. We're gonna make. We're gonna bring back film, Cam. We're gonna bring back film. <laughs> Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald, and you're listening to Money Making Conversations. On the phone is Cam Kirk, uh, one of the um, truly uh, brilliant uh, people who are behind the scenes. He's taking his brand. When I say behind the scenes, photographer, videographer, uh, and he. He, he he decided to treat his talent, his skills, as an artist and allowed him to be able to market his brand on his social media. So he walks in a room, he may walk in a room with a camera. He may walk in a room uh, with a with the function that one would say is behind the scenes, but he's being, representing his brand as an overall 360. I'm in front of the camera. I stylize, stylize things. I have brands that come to me and represents me. Now, I love the fact that I just finished this large event recently with Stephen A. Smith, Cam. Uh, we, we call it HBCU Week in Wilmington, Delaware. Uh, Stephen A. Smith, uh, he, is a, he is an HBCU graduate from Winston-Salem State. The power of HBCUs, I, I feel this, this tremendous groundswell of, of media, uh, positive media attention about the academic side and the success stories that are tied to HBCU. You're a Morehouse graduate. Tell us about the value of HBCU and the future of HBCUs. I mean, I think that there's, there's nothing more powerful than, you know, attending a university that where you feel you belong and, and also where you feel as though you don't have to try to fit in or you don't have to put on a facade or a mask. You can kind of be yourself. Right. And that was kind of my vibe at, at Morehouse, like being around like-minded brothers. Um, I didn't have to feel like we, I had to be more than what I was at that time. I didn't have to feel like I had to put on a front or do things a certain type of way. I was able to actually go to school and really just focus on maturing myself as an individual and, and learning what the school had to offer. And I think there's nothing better than attending a university, you know, specifically like Morehouse, where it's deeper than the books. It's deeper than what they teach you in the classroom, but they actually have a focus and a dedication to grooming you as an individual and as a man and preparing you for what life is like and 
the real world, so to say, or, or life after college when you have real responsibilities and things of that nature. So, you know, I'm, I'm forever grateful for the decision I made to attend an HBCU and, and Morehouse specifically. Right. Um, I am a little fearful of the future. Mm-hmm. I think, I think um, the world is moving to this. Um, I think it's a it's a mythical idea, but it's facade that everything is kumbaya and we are all one. Right. And there's there's no need for HBCUs anymore because we're accepted everywhere to a certain degree. Right. Which I I would kind of argue argue that a little bit. Um, so I am a little fearful of for the future of it. Um, you know, but hopefully through, you know, careers like mine and, you know, you, you mentioned Stephen A, like prime examples of, of individuals that have come from the HBCU, hopefully, you know, through our reputation and our legacy, we can keep it strong and keep it alive. Well, I agree. You know, like Stephen A, I, I didn't go to an HBCU. I'm a fan of the educational system. I graduated from the University of Houston, right down the street from Texas Southern University, right down the road mm-hmm. from Prairie View A&M. So I'm very familiar mm-hmm. with had a lot of friends that attended attended both schools, but I just feel that we just need to give it a voice, and so and that's why I'm very adamant about screaming out the values of what HBCU because all we hear about HBCUs most of the time is the halftime show and the football team, mm-hmm. and that's yeah. not fair. And that's not fair because the amount of academic uh, growth that is in the corporate world, the financial world, and uh, just so many layers. You know, really, because HBCUs don't have a voice, a lot of other schools are taking credit for those people yep. being hired. And that's yep. why we need to talk more. And guess what? You have a fan here, my friend. And just know that I had to bring that up. And everybody who comes on my show that is an HBCU grad, like Lynn Whitfield was on the show last week, uh, last month. And, um, and she's a Howard University graduate. And I just mm-hmm. want to keep pointing that out that people, so people will be, oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. And that's because that's value in uh, education is also value in acknowledging where you were educated. Um, that's my soapbox moment. And uh, I hope you don't <laughs> mind, but I, you, you came from Morehouse and I'm a, I, I just always got to give it time to be able to recognize what you're doing and, and where you came from. Let's talk about uh, your collective gallery. I really love what the, 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 the statement this is your record label style label for photographers. Now, you're funny to me, Cam, because of the fact that you 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 are bringing so much coolness to a photographer and and, and so much style to being a photographer. Hey man, you you know, it's like it's almost like making photographers sexy or making them feel yeah. like they 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 hey, you know, you walk in the room, you know, with a camera in your hand, everybody should run to you. And and I think yeah. that's important now because of the fact that with selfies, you know, everybody got selfies, everybody got phones. Photographers, in some ways, are being devalued. Am I right? I would, I would kind of agree with that for sure. And so, with this whole process of of, of how you're approaching the collective gallery, talk to us about that. <clears throat> yeah, so I like to say I'm 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 the non traditional photographer. My whole <laughs> career uh-huh. getting into photography has been non traditional. So I don't I don't operate with limitations. So I don't operate with the mindset of, oh, this is what a photographer is supposed to do or a, a photographer does this or does that. I I kind of make my own rules up. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Collective Gallery is another extension of that push that I'm trying to do where, you know, my goal is to just even the playing field across all creative mediums and all creative forms. And 
you know, get people to understand that hip hop and pop culture, you know, we play a major role in that. We play a major role in the way that fans engage with their favorite artists, their favorite actors or whatever. It, it all comes through our lenses and it all comes through our vision. And I think it's important. I think it's, it's a time where, you know, the industry as a whole starts to actually support and provide more resources for these content creators. I mean, I say it all the time, like me as a, my career, I've had to be 100% self-funded. You know, there, there's no there's no company I can run to and show them my portfolio and say, give me, you know, a million-dollar record deal and let me, let me um, do five more projects like this, you know, on your dollar, and you guys help blow my career up. Right. A lot of what I've had to do is had to be really out the mud doing it myself. Mm-hmm. And at this point in time, you know, judging off my career and other photographers alike, like me, that have been able to kind of navigate in this world and build a following and monetize their craft in all these different ways. I just feel like it's time for the, the industry as a whole to realize, like, it's great to have your musician, but you should also think about other aspects of the culture and other aspects of the industry that you guys can take and monetize and put on a scale and, and invest in, invest in these ideas, invest in these other creatives. Right and expand your mediums that you offer and that you, that you support and provide for. So, so that's what meantime, so I'm going to just do it myself. So was that why the, the, why you created Camp Kirk Studios? Yeah, Camp Kirk Studios was like the, the building block that led me to Collective Gallery. But, you know, a lot of what I do is built upon, you know, passing back the torch or, or passing back um, resources that I've gained along the way. So when I was coming up, photography i didn't have a home studio that i could use or and learn from get through workshops or go to that had affordable even free um free uh rental slots or Mm -hmm. just a community that can come together and support each other and i could bounce ideas and say how do you guys like this photo or do you like this or what should you do and just learn new techniques that didn't really exist when i was coming up Mm -hmm. so it was important for me to take a lot of the resources, a lot of the network, a lot of the, the things I've learned along the way, bottle it up and put it into a, a brick-and-mortar facility where kids following in my footsteps can actually come to and experience some of those same things that I've, I've learned and actually you know, grow their craft and sustain the actual industry of photography. So it's that the mission that I'm on is much deeper than myself. Like I have a goal in mind where I want a third grade kid in school to raise his hand and say, I want to be a photographer one day <laughs> and that not. not to be crazy. I don't want to want to look at them and say, what? That's not a job. No. Okay. I see that. That's a real career path. You can do this, this and this with that. And, you know, that's the mission that I'm kind of on specifically within the black community mm-hmm. and allowing us to understand the value in documenting and telling our own stories, creating our own content and owning our own content and, you know, being able to control our own narrative. And a lot of that starts with the work we do behind the camera. No, it's really, it, 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 Camp Kirk Studios is a studio that is fully equipped with professional lighting equipment, a natural light studio, backdrop options, changing areas, and Wi-Fi. So this is a studio where, do you do, you do photo shoots over there, or these are individuals could, like, rent different areas where they can bring in a potential business to do photo shoots? Yeah, it's a space for for photographers and other content creators to rent out. So we're specifically a facility 
you know, of sorts. And photographers all around, and even businesses of all around. We've had everyone from Nike to Adidas to Puma to Forbes to so many, you know, companies actually use our facility <laughs> awesome. um, to create work. Don't stop doing what you're doing, and you, I'm going to have my staff call you, and I'm going to set up a photo shoot at your place, okay? All right, let's do it. Let's do it. I appreciate you, my friend. This is Cam Kurt.